Good afternoon, everyone. I'm so excited to be back here at our main hall. You know, the last time I was here was March 1. That was the last Sunday I preached. And after that, as some of you know, I had to preach in Estancia because we had to close down the center. After 90 days, we are back here. And this might be the new normal for us. You know, I'm excited to preach today, maybe because I'm here, maybe because I'm wearing pants and shoes for the first time. And... You know, this is a hope for us. When we see our center, when we see this place, it brings us a little bit of hope. And this is the reason why we preach the word every Sunday, so that we will have hope. Because the source of our hope is our Heavenly Father, and that's our relationship with God. And today, as we continue uh, this series entitled New Hope, uh, I'm excited that we will talk about the power of the Holy Spirit and how it moves even until today. Last week, Bishop Ferdy preached a very powerful word on the Pentecost Sunday. It's the coming of the Holy Spirit as Peter preaches in the crowds. 3,000 people came to know Jesus Christ. And you know what's exciting about this? It's that the Holy Spirit or Pentecost Sunday was not only a historical event, it's still happening today. So it is our current reality. And so the Holy Spirit has never stopped moving in the lives of the people of God. And that's why today we are going through Acts, the book of Acts. And this is a good picture of the people who have the Holy Spirit. And it's found in Acts chapter 2, verse 43. It says, And all came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. Acts, the book of Acts, is the book that talks about the acts of the Holy Spirit through the apostles. And today we're going to talk about one account that is actually written in chapter 3. And this is the account of the Holy Spirit showing signs and wonders. So if you have your Bibles with you, please open in chapter 3 of Acts. And we will go through verse 1 to 10. Today, I'm going to use the NLT version and I'm going to share with you why. Verse 1, it starts with this. Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon to take part in the 3 o'clock prayer service. This is the only reason why I chose the NLT. Because it surely shows that it is the 3 p.m. that Peter and John goes to. Peter... Francisco and John Chua. No? They attend the 3 p.m. service. What happens? As they go to the temple, as they go to the temple to attend worship, verse 2, it says, As they approached the temple, a, lame, a man lame from birth was being carried in. Each day, he was put beside the temple gate, the one called the beautiful gate, so he could beg from the people going in the temple. What do we learn in this verse? In verse 2, it talks about this one man who is lame, and he is born lame. What is a lame man? Uh, if you look at the dictionary, lame means uh, unable to walk normally because of an illness or because of an injury. And here in this text, it's very clear that this person was born lame. This man could not, uh, was not able to walk until this time in the story. And what else do we observe? We see here that he is a man dependent to others. Uh, we see here that people have to carry him to be brought to the temple. People have to carry him home. He is dependent with people around him. What else? 
his way of living was actually a struggled life. He's there to beg for alms, to beg for money. And so everyone he sees, everyone uh, he sees that would go to this temple to this, through this beautiful gate would actually be a survival uh, encounter for him. That he would ask for money to survive. That everyone he sees as someone who could save him. Imagine that kind of life. You know, a summary of this man is a man who is helpless and probably also hopeless. One who is broken physically, but I believe more than physical brokenness, he was also broken emotionally. You know, I could say this because I've seen one very close to me uh, go through a phase like this. She went through a very um, life and death situation, an illness that actually took her life eventually. And I remember towards the end, she would always tell us, her relatives, that uh, sorry, pabigat ako sa inyo. Sorry that you need to take care of me. Sorry that nai-interrupt ang buhay nyo. And I saw the hardship of this person. And as a pastor, I would encounter people, especially today, who would actually share what they're going through, would cry with us in the phone, would pour out their frustration, their security that has, has been lost during this time. And you know, if this pandemic has made me realize one thing, it's this. Yes, we are not crippled like this man. Uh, we can actually squat probably 200 pounds with strong legs. But it doesn't mean we can't be crippled inside. It doesn't mean that we cannot be broken mentally. It doesn't mean that we cannot be broken spiritually or emotionally. Some of us, even today, are just like this man. Lame, crippled and broken, dependent on others, trying to find a way to survive. You know, this pandemic might actually uh, put us in this crippling situation or it has magnified the situation. And so I believe this message is for you and me, for all of us, because I believe God wants to encourage you today. So as we progress in the story, just have this in mind that the Holy Spirit will reveal Himself to us today. Who is the Holy Spirit? He is the Spirit of God. And it is God moving amidst all his people. And so as we progress, in verse 3, it says, When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. Verse 4, Peter and John looked at him intently, and Peter said, Look at us. What do we learn? In the next verse, in verse 5, it says, The lame man looked at them eagerly expecting for money. And so sabi ng man, no? Yes, mukhang magbibigay na tong dalawang guys na to, which is the apostles. And so what do we learn? You know, in scripture and in, as I went through studying this text, I realized that the beautiful gate was just one of the entrances. And they have speculations, and this is not confirmed. Some theologians are saying that this entrance was not the entrance that Peter and John should enter into. The beautiful gate was actually a place where people who uh, would have that wealth to go through. And that's why uh, beggars would actually stay through this gate. And so you know this, in the previous chapter, the believers actually sacrificially gave even their property so that the believers would be actually, would live sustained lives. And so we know that financially, Peter and John didn't have much. And so they might have been entering the wrong gate, but they were there the right time. Now for the lame beggar, for this crippled man, he was there at the right time, he was at the right place to get what he wants, but 
the intentions were not right. He was asking for something that would survive. He was just asking for something that was enough. But as you see here, Peter might have been in the wrong place. This guy might have been in the right place. It might have been random in us, in our, in our minds. But I believe this is a setup that God was orchestrating. The Holy Spirit was actually orchestrating these two people to encounter this beggar. You have to understand, the, uh, the apostles, Peter and John, actually looked at him intently. Imagine, no? You're on your way to the service, going to our center, you're walking, and you're so focused, and now somebody tries to ask you for money, but because you're late, most of the time would actually say, later, later, I have to go. But you would see here, Peter and John actually looked intently and see the need of this person. It was actually a setup by the Holy Spirit. It's actually a divine appointment. It's an ordained time. And so what do we learn here? The first thing that I want to share with everyone is this that it is the Holy Spirit who leads us. You know, as I studied this text, I realized nothing is an accident with the Lord. God is in control of our lives. And so, every time we pray to God, and I hope you do, nagpe-pray ba kayo? Diba? When we pray, what do we say? Lord, let your will be done. And the will of God is to lead us. He shepherds us, and so He tells us where to go and what to do. And so this time, I believe, John and Peter actually was led by the Holy Spirit to this beggar. Now, he looks at them intently. Are we allowing the Holy Spirit to lead us? Are we actually allowing Him to dictate what we need to do? Or when He brings people to us, do we actually allow Him to lead us in what to do? R.C. Sproul said this, God is not blind, neither is He capricious. Do you know the meaning of the word capricious? It's actually pants that is up to the knees and combined with shoes. Capricious. No, but seriously, capricious means given to sudden and accountable changes of mood or behavior. Aren't you glad that our God is not capricious? Aren't you glad that our God does not have a mood that when He's not in the mood, we can't go to Him? R.C. Sproul says that He is not blind, neither is He capricious. For Him, there are no accidents. For God, there are no cases of chance events. And so as I was studying this text, God reminds me that the people that are in my life today, the meaningful relationships are not by chance. It's never random. God has led people to me. God has led people to me to encourage me. I remember before I became a believer, I was just like this lame, crippled beggar, crippled emotionally, broken, spiritually, mentally, far from God. And for some, in my mind, accident or random event, or some would call it luck, Jason Law actually popped up out of nowhere. He came to our school, and for some reason, I got connected to him. Some might say, buti na lang. Some might say, that's luck. But I believe, it's the Holy Spirit leading people in my lives. God leads us to the people. As we continue, this is my question for everyone. Is the Holy Spirit leading someone in your life? Is the Holy Spirit bringing or revealing this person in your life that needs that encouragement today, 
that needs your presence, that needs that prayer, that needs that blessing from you today. You know, as people of God, we need to be reminded that our lives is never just about ourselves. It's about responding to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Verse 6 of the story, it says, Peter said, I don't have silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have. You know, the tension that we encounter in life, especially in this pandemic as people of God, we want to be a blessing. Am I right? All of us want to be a blessing today. But even with the little that we have, we are hesitant. Why? Because we want to bless significantly. Gusto natin, pag nag-bless tayo, may impact sa kanila. Pag nag-bless tayo, talaga mabibless sila. And so, pag meron kang konti, that's when you want to bless, we are hesitant. And so, sometimes, we don't want to do it immediately. Sometimes, pag-isipan muna natin, sometimes we push back. And I realized, as I was reading this text, and I, got, I get reminded by uh, Pam, my wife, all the time, that, it's not us who knows what they need. We think we know what they need, the people who uh, we want to bless. It's not us, and it's not them. Just like the lame beggar, no? he wanted money. All he wanted was, uh, yung, ano tawag doon? Yung, barya. Kasi okay na siya. That's what he wanted. For me, probably, I would say, Dig, bigyan ko to ng 100. We think we know what people want. The people think they know what they want. I believe it's the Holy Spirit who will lead us to what they really need. And this story paints us a picture of what this lame beggar really needed. And so, as you continue, Peter boldly said this, Gold, silver, I don't have, but what I have, I give to you. And so what does he have? You know, the Holy Spirit begins to reveal to Peter to pray for him. It might not be explicitly said, or it might not be part of the text, but it actually is how the Holy Spirit moves. It actually speaks to us and says, this is what you do. And so for Peter, he knew that what he wanted to give was a prayer. And this was the leading of the Holy Spirit. He did not hesitate. Peter did not say, I'll go back to you after the service. I'll go back to you after the catch-up ng Zoom. He actually responded right there and then because the Holy Spirit has led him to respond. And that's why he looked at him intently. Sabi niya, di ba? Silver and gold I have none, but what I have I give to you. And so, he declares a prayer. You know, we can actually respond quickly in times like this. Why? Because we can be reminded today of the second point that I want to share. The Holy Spirit is in us. He dwells in us. And that's why we might think we don't have much, but the reality is, we have everything that we need. The Holy Spirit would actually equip us in everything that we need. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 says, The body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Remind yourself today, the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. You know, the game plan of the enemy is to actually deceive us that we don't have the Holy Spirit in us. Because when we realize that the Spirit of God is with us, we can actually move in power and in authority. And that's why Peter boldly says it, no? Because he knew that the Holy Spirit was in him. You know, we might actually catch ourselves off guard when people ask us to pray. Ay, hindi ako nakapag, ano, hindi ko na prepare, no? Hindi ko na sulat yung prayer. But when the Holy Spirit equips us, 
it will be instantly there. Why? Because He is living in us. He is near us. And that's an encouragement today. You know, the apostles' confidence was not because uh, of a big crowd. Now they have a big church. The apostles' confidence was not based on eloquence, not because of their background. They were actually fishermen. The apostles' um, credentials was not based on um, the friends that they have or the network that they know. It was actually based on that the Holy Spirit is with them. Church, I want to remind us of this powerful verse that you can actually write down where you are. You can actually take a picture of this screen so that we are reminded of what it is to have the Holy Spirit in us. 1 John chapter 4, verse 4 says, He who is in us is greater than he who is in the world. This is a powerful verse. Can we say that all together wherever you are today? I know you're going to do it. Say that with me. He who is in me is greater than he who is in the world. You know, there is power in the name of Jesus. There is power with knowing that God is living in us. I was actually invited to a talk and I was hesitant to talk when I saw the other speakers. I saw their profile, vice president on sales, CEO, entrepreneur. And so they were asking me from my, for my CV and buti na lang, I was studying this text. And so this is my reply. Uh, Francis Kutyonko, son of God, the temple of the Holy Spirit. Nah, hindi ko sinabi yun, joke lang yun. But I came there with that uh, reminder that everything that I will say has the authority that comes from God. I'm not speaking about my experience, but I'm speaking on the authority and the Spirit of God. And that's the power of the Holy Spirit. As you continue, it says, He says, In Jesus' name, Christ, in the name of Jesus Christ, of the Nazarene, in the NLT ver version, it says, Get up and walk. You know, there is power in the name, just like what I've said. You know, my name, my last name has power. The, the Kutyonko name has power in UPIS only when my Lola was still a teacher. It actually had favor. Probably hindi ako binabagsak dahil apo ko ni uh, Dr. Kutyonko, ni Professor Kutyonko. There's power, but that has limits. It will only be confined in a space, in an environment. But the name of the Lord, as we know, is the name above all names. And it has given us the authority to cast out demons, to pray, to speak a prophetic word, and to believe for greater things. There is power in the name of Jesus. And I believe Peter and John got reminded of one of uh, Jesus' teachings found in John chapter 14, verse 12 to 13. It says, Truly, truly, I say to you, this is Jesus speaking, Whoever believes in me will also do the works I do. And greater works than these will he do. Because I am going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. It's a great reminder that we can actually do great things in the name of Jesus, even until today. The enemy might be lying to you, that you as a believer have been defeated already by this pandemic, I believe God is reminding you, brother, sister, that His Spirit is with you. Not only that, 
that there is power when we declare the name of Jesus. Verse 7, Then Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up. And as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. And I want to focus on that word, instant, immediate, at once. You know, when you read the story again, and I hope you do in your devotion, Acts 3, chapter, uh, verse 1 to 10, you would understand that the people actually settled that he would be crippled for life. Sabi nila, alam na yan eh, pinanganak na yan na ganyan, forever na yan na ganyan. And that's why they carried him. They didn't even bring him inside the temple. They carried him to actually be a beggar. You know, this man, this layman, actually, or would probably have accepted his faith. Ito na to, ito na buhay ko, kaya okay na ako, manlilimus na lang ako. You know, the situation that we're in, the past might say that this is the hopeless, a hopeless situation, a hopeless case. But today, if there's one thing that I want to remind everyone, it's this. When the Holy Spirit moves, nothing is impossible. What history says is impossible is possible with an all-powerful God. My last point for today is this. The Holy Spirit has the power to do the impossible in an instant. I'm going to say that again. The Holy Spirit has power to do the impossible in an instant. I like that. No? It's an instant. Wala nang waiting. He was strengthened immediately. He was strengthened right there and then. As soon as the name of Jesus was preached, the Holy Spirit revealed its power. You might be in a crippling situation today, broken situation. I believe that God can move in an instant, that the Holy Spirit can heal and restore that brokenness in an instant right now in the name of Jesus. The question is, do you believe? This is a moment between you and God. Do you have faith that your situation will instantly be restored. Ito yung mga boom moments, no? Sabi nga ni Pastor Edgar last Thursday, di ba? Wow! Sabi ni Pastor Alan, wow moment. This is not only for physical healing, but even for our businesses, even for our careers, even restoration of family. It can actually be healed and restored in an instant. You might be losing millions today in your business, but God can reverse it in an instant. I want to share with you a true story, and this happened recently. Uh, during the start of the pandemic, they were asking for prayers because uh, clients were unable to process payments, clients are unable to order because of the lockdowns and all. And so as a company, they decided to use their free time to disciple their employees because they had a compound, and they housed these employees to protect them also from the viruses. And recently, I received a text, and the text in a nutshell, has this praise report that today their business is at its peak, even higher than previous years, even bigger than the business they had before the pandemic. You know, some of us are thinking, de, pag natapos to, ibibless ako ni Lord. De, after ng pandemic, magiging okay na ako. The Word of God tells us today that the Holy Spirit can instantly reverse your situation in the name of Jesus. Amen? Amen. Yan. Narinig ko kayo. Ganong kalakas yung faith nyo, no? From your houses, I can hear it. 
and from your phones. Last verse, last three verses. It says, verse 8, He jumped up, stood on his feet, and began to walk. Naglakad na siya. Krabe. Then walking, leaping, and praising God. And he went into the temple with them. And all people saw him walking and heard him praising God. Last verse. Sobrang, sobrang passionate ako, napagod na ako ngayon, no? But okay lang yan. The Holy Spirit is with me. When they realized he was the lame beggar, they had seen so often at the beautiful gate, they were absolutely astonished. I'm going to end with this. You know, when the Holy Spirit leads us, what else? When the Holy Spirit reminds us that He is in us and we have that authority to pray, to be a blessing to others, the Holy Spirit moves and it all points back to worshiping God. It all points back and leads us to say, Lord, you are faithful. Lord, you are good. Imagine, the lame beggar healed, blessed, praising God. Peter and John, used by God, an instrument of God, blessed. Praise report to, no? share nila to when they go back. And the people in the temple see who God is. See the faithfulness of God. All of us go back to worshiping God of His faithfulness and His goodness. I want to say it again. When the Holy Spirit leads you, let's respond. When the Holy Spirit reminds you that He is in us, we don't need to do life in fear, but we do life in faith in the authority of the Word of God, with the Word of God. And I'm going to end with this picture. And this is the picture actually of what happened. No? This is a story of um, Peter and John with the lame beggar after being healed. You know, you might feel like you're that lame beggar today in your house, that as you hear me, you know you might feel that you're that lame, crippled beggar today. You feel like nobody cares. You feel like this is my situation forever. I believe God is reminding you that He is sending someone, someone to be a blessing to you. And that healing can be upon you in the name of Jesus. You might be also... Peter and John, going through life as a believer, going through the, trying to go back to the normal, trying to be competitive again, trying to survive and thrive in this situation, I believe God will lead you to be a blessing even as you go back to work. So the question is, are you willing to pause and look intently at the people who need that prayer? Look intently at the people who need that blessing. This is an encouragement for all of us today. If you need healing, we want to pray for you. And if you're a believer who wants to respond, ask God. Allow the Holy Spirit to lead you today. I'm going to end with a verse that I showed you a while ago. 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. Let's all declare once again. He who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Let's declare that once again. He who is in us is greater than he who is in the world. Lord, thank you for reminding us today that we have you in our lives, Lord God. Lord, not far from us, but with us and in us. So Lord, continue to lead us in everything that we do. Lord, lead my brothers and sisters to your will. Allow us to respond in faith. Lord, allow us to experience signs and wonders. Lord, allow us to feel your presence in our lives. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
and Amen.